Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. The George Washington Bridge crosses the Hudson River. It connects the state of New York to the state of New Jersey. Before the bridge was built, the Hudson River could only be crossed by ferry. The building of the bridge began in 1927, and it was open to traffic four years later in 1931. The bridge is about 200 feet above the surface of the river, and it's 4,760 feet across. When the George Washington Bridge was opened in 1931, it had the longest bridge span in the world. The George Washington Bridge is the busiest bridge in the world. So many times as I've crossed the bridge and tried to picture what that spot looked like before they built it, I thought about the engineers who looked at those hills that rise high above the Hudson River, and I've wondered, what made them think that they could make that work? Nothing like that had ever been done before. What made them look at that huge, high gap and say, we can put a bridge there? Their vision fascinates me. I ask that same question when I think of David in the Valley of Elah, with the Philistine army high on one hillside, the army of Israel high on the other, and a veteran warrior twice his size, fully armed, right in front of him, cursing David and screaming furiously, Do you think I'm a dog? You came out to throw sticks for me? I'm going to feed you to the birds, you little punk. What made the teenager David look at that giant and say, You know what? I can kill him. What made him think he could do it? Well, let's move back one scene and see if we can find the answer there. David is appearing before King Saul. This giant had been out there for 40 days in a row, threatening and cursing King Saul and his army. He was demanding that Israel send out a man to fight him one-on-one. -on -one. Saul was scared to death. He didn't know what he was going to do. Somebody comes into Saul's field headquarters and says, King Saul, there's a young man out among our troops claiming that he's willing to fight the giant. Saul says, bring him in. David stands before Saul and says, don't be bothered by this giant. I'll take care of him for you. King Saul says, you're just a kid. What makes you think you can beat him? David said, King, this guy has mocked the armies of the God of Israel. My God has always given me the victory before in my battles. He'll give me the victory again. And incredibly, the king of Israel said, okay, go ahead and fight him. God be with you. This teenager had an unheard of faith in God. But where did he get it? Well, let's move back one more scene and see if we can find out. David was at home in Bethlehem with his dad, Jesse, while his three oldest brothers were in the army fighting for Israel. And Jesse said, son, I've got a job for you. I've packed some food for your brothers in the king's army. I need you to take it to them for me. And you be careful, son. David said, yes, sir and he set off on his 15-mile trip to the hillside overlooking the Valley of Elah. When he got there, he found his brothers, and while they were getting caught up, way down in the valley below, Goliath started into his daily rant. This teenager David looked down to the giant and said, Who is that guy? Who does he think he is mocking God like that? And some of the soldiers said, Oh, that's the champion of the Philistines. He keeps daring us to send out our champion. David said, 
So where is our champion? They hung their heads and said, we don't have one. King Saul has offered a huge reward to anybody who goes out and kills him, but nobody has taken him up on it. David said, I'll go down there and kill that punk. Where in the world did this kid get that kind of courage? We'll find the answer by looking backward one more time. David's dad had put David in charge of taking care of the sheep. Alone in the hills of Bethlehem, David spent every day and every night feeding, watering, and protecting his father's flock and getting to know the Lord for himself. One day out in the wilderness, very suddenly, a lion came prowling out from behind the brush, snatched up a lamb from the flock, and ran off with it in his mouth. As David instinctively jumped to his feet, he said, Lord, you're going to have to help me. And he chased the lion down. He pried the lion's mouth open and set the lamb free. David wrestled the lion and fought with him. And when it was all over, David had killed the lion. As he walked back to the flock, David said, Lord, you heard my prayer. You helped me save that lamb. And you saved my life. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to me. You know, if it had been me, I think I might have been content to report back to my dad and say, well, dad, we're short one lamb, but at least I'm alive. I could have been killed. But not David. His immediate thought was, I've got a job to do, and the Lord's going to help me do it. Incredibly, on a different day, the very same thing happened with a bear. And in exactly the same way, God enabled David to kill the bear. He knew it was God who had defeated the lion. And it was God who had defeated the bear. So when the giant threatened his whole country, why should that be any different? David learned his faith in God by trusting God to help him do his job. David was known throughout his life as a mighty warrior. And every time he went to battle, he had that same faith in his God to fight his battles with him. Christian, you can trust your God to fight your battles with you. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. So dear Christian.